ourselves and justify our lives. Now there's no more need to wonder why. show of Student Radio Maastricht here at RTV Maastricht 107.5 FM. You just listened to Mushroom Cloud from the Kiteman Orchestra. I'm Katinka, your host for this show here with my amazing tech, Zaki. Hey. And our special guest, Renz. Hi, guys. Hello, welcome. Uh, we are going to talk about our instruments today. Uh, we are Student Radio Masters. We talk a lot about music and topics around music. But I figured that it was time to talk about our instruments and also, yeah, for our community and our listeners, give a little sneak peek behind the scenes. What do we actually do in our private lives if we talk about creating music ourselves? So, um, yeah, let's talk about that. What are the best instruments around? What can you do if you want to start playing an instrument? Uh, and um, yeah, what do we play? So, Saki, yes. I want to start with you. You play the viola, which is not a violin, right? It's not a violin. It's like, I like to describe it as the violin's hipster older brother. 
<laughs> right? I because, think that's a pretty accurate yeah, description. Right. I mean, it's it has a little has a bit of a lower voice. Fewer people play it. It's basically the hipster older brother. Um, yeah, and I actually started learning it because. So I have a twin brother. In case my listen, in case the listening audience is not aware, I have a twin brother. We both started playing instrument at the same time, but he chose violin first, and I wanted to be different, so I chose viola instead. All right, and when, how old were you when you started? I was nine years old. Yeah, fourth grade. Yeah, because at my school. Um, so in Philadelphia, the school district, we have um, we have actually a surprisingly good music program, um, and so we so they would be music teachers who would just like I would come to my school every week, and they would go to all different schools throughout the city, and so once a week they would be at my school, and so they just had a, the one time the teacher came to our class and was like, "Would well, anyone want to learn an instrument?" And I'm like, "Okay, why not? Sure, <laughs> sure, I'll try something." Exactly. And it, it stuck with you. All right, um, yeah, we're gonna listen to a song in a little bit that you chose, but before that, um, Renz, your dad has been here before, actually, in the studio. Yes, he has. Uh, but now it's your turn. So give us a little. We'll t- we'll go more into it uh, into it later. But what do you play? Uh, what well, are your instruments? Um, <laughs> I play a lot of instruments actually, um, but the main instrument I play is uh, is a drum, and it's called a timba, and that's uh, uh, one of the Brazilian drums that's used in the samba music a lot. So, well, like you said, more about that later on. Yeah, basically, anything you can smack is what you play, right? Pretty much. <laughs> right. Yeah. I think you play harp, right? I do, amongst a lot of other instruments. I basically play anything that you can find in a band but then harp is really my instrument i mean that's basically me with like i play viola but like growing up i also played saxophone clarinet flute um so yeah all I things w- you do not find in a band i mean <laughs> it's all like the things more. that you find in like my high school concert band right yeah Okay. So like and during Carnival, during the um, I don't remember what the name of these bands are the Harmony the Harmony Harmony yeah, yeah the Harmonies like it's I also could, in I could, America you I have could like in theory join but like I'm not yeah I'm probably not going because in American in high schools you have like the band which is a lot of yeah 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 that was me blow, that, <laughs> blowing instruments uh, <laughs> I mean yeah uh, the bra- the brass and woodwind instruments yeah yeah in exactly. concert band yeah that sounds uh, more classy let's go listen to your songs okay what did you choose uh, for us to listen to yeah i chose the song handlebars by flowbots which is one of my favorite songs but it's also one of the few songs that i know that actually features the viola uh very prominently in it and yeah i just i just love the song i mean it's just really good song. yeah it's very cool all yeah. right let's uh, let's have a listen to a viola yep handlebars by the flowbots Telephone, on the telephone, on the telephone, 
Look at me, look at me Just called to say that it's good to be alive In such a small world I'm all curled up with a book to read I can make money, open up a thrift store I can make a living off a magazine I can design an engine 64 miles to a gallon of gasoline I can make new antibiotics I can make computers survive aquatic conditions I know how to run a business And I can make you want to buy a product Movers, shakers, and producers Me and my friends understand the future I see the strings that control the system I can do anything with no resistance Cause I can lead a nation with a microphone with a microphone, with a microphone And I can split the atom of a molecule Of a molecule, of a molecule Handlebars from Flowbots. Thank you for that suggestion, Zaki. You're welcome. I just want to say for the record, though, that I cannot ride my bike with no handlebars. Without, without holding on to the handlebars, oh, I cannot do that. I'm really bad. I can do that. But then again, I'm Dutch. So <laughs> I think we get born with that skill. Yeah, we were brought up with that. Yeah. So. <laughs> All right. You're still listening to Student Radio Maastricht here at RTV Maastricht 107.5 FM. We are talking about our instruments. So Zaki just elaborated a bit on the viola, how it's different from a violin. And uh, I think you hear that very nicely in that song. And um, it's beautiful. I love it. I love a viola. I Amazing. love it too, honestly. I also like a bit of l- more lower. They're so they're so underrated, honestly. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, we were supposed to have Helena here on the show, but last minute she could not make it. But she did send us a voice record because she uh, has a very special instrument that we also want to represent. So let's listen to the recording of Helena, and she'll tell us a bit more about her turntables. My instrument, I would say right now, is just the turntables for vinyl records. And I think these, I would consider these an instrument. I would say it's a little bit of an unconventional instrument compared to other instruments I played in the past. I used to play play piano and I used to play violin. So I am... uh, acquainted with the let's say more conventional instruments but my favorite is the turntables because that allows me to 
play around with records, which I love. And it allows me also to have a lot of different sounds um, in obviously the same uh, object. Uh, it's not comparable, for example, to synthesizers, of course, to make electronic music or things like that. But I do think that taking an object uh, of everyday use just to, for example, to listen to records and transforming it into an instrument is also part of the creativity of uh, playing music. So that's why I really love turntables and I'm really fascinated by people who are way better than me and uh, can do crazy things with their turntables. For example, play on more than two turntables or scratching and things like that. Uh, yeah, in uh, human traffic, there's this uh, famous quote is like, you're not a real DJ if you don't know how to scratch. And on some level, I agree, even though I cannot scratch. But I do think that that's a crazy skill that is super amazing. And yeah, that's why I would consider the turntables a really interesting and uh, beautiful instrument even though yeah again maybe unconventional but i still love them still love them and uh, also uh yeah i don't know i haven't been playing for so long uh only four years but i really fell in love with them because i love the feeling of uh, let's say manipulating music in a certain way so yeah i just love them yeah, that was Helena telling us a bit more about her turntables. Um, it's Helena, a.k.a. Octopus Garden, by the way. That's her uh, her DJ name. Follow her on SoundCloud. Yes, go uh, give it a follow. Um, yeah, what do, you, what do you think, Suki? Digital music, turntables, is, is, are they instruments? Yes, 100%. I mean, a lot of times, like, people who play traditional instruments, acoustic instruments, will be like, I mean, there's not, like, being a DJ or being a DJ or playing electronic music is not that hard. You just push buttons and turn knobs. Mm -hmm. No, that is difficult. As I have been learning very recently, I've been learning myself some production on my computer. And no, it's very, 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 very complicated. You have to have, you have to, there's a, it's a lot that you really have to know. And it's a different skill set, which, you know, you have, because of that, I think that really does qualify it as a musical instrument just because of the possibilities that you can do. And it has different capabilities than an, than an acoustic instrument or a traditional instrument in that sense. But Beyond that, why not? Yeah. What do you think, Renz? What are your thoughts on this? Well, um, not a lot of people know this, but uh, I've actually tried some stuff on the turntables earlier, like like really long ago. Um, and I can just acknowledge the fact that it's pretty hard and you need to know what you're doing because if you don't, it will, it will just... Suck. Suck. Yeah. yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I mean, I think everyone has been to a party where the DJ is not oh. that good. Mm. Yeah, and or a club where the DJ is just not that good. Exactly, exactly. And like, like the like the the beats aren't matching up. You're, you're switching to a song that is in a completely different key. Even though I would kill for a party with a bad DJ right now. Um, <laughs> yes, please. It's been so long. <laughs> Honestly, I'd rather have a party with a Spotify playlist than a party with a bad DJ. Well, fair enough. Fair enough. Point. No, but I think it's very underestimated. And also, if we talk about um, digital music because if we talk about turntables or maybe vinyl music we had a show about that last week and uh, with some amazing guests that could tell us more about that but also digital music uh, I very and everybody that has been listening to our show knows this <laughs> everybody that knows me as well I do not like techno 
but as music i know a lot of techno producers i've I've seen people create this music with all the computer programs and so complicated and it's very complex to learn these programs but also to turn it into music that sounds good because there's so much that you can do with digital sound as well um so um i had to have a lot of respect for these people even though and this music but not something that i will put on my spotify playlist but nevertheless, I think it's very important to also acknowledge that. And I like the combination of this um, bands like Linkin Park that combine uh, instrumental music with uh, a DJ there and, you know, make tracks that way. I think that is super awesome. Yeah, I, I completely agree. And prejudice myself, because I've been exploring a lot lately with synthesizers where you're literally just like you're manipulating sound waves and just, you know, just creating really yeah. the sound that you really create that you want to that you want to that you want to that you want to have in your in whatever music that you're creating and so because of that you're really creating a new instrument in a sense which i just find really fascinating yeah. and you can just have so much control over it which you i mean in acoustic instrument you have control over different things with the timbre but then you can actually with a synthesizer you can actually create the timbre and just like okay i want to i want to sound like this and make something that actually sounds like that which i just find it's fascinating honestly fascinating yeah yeah absolutely and for me it's a very weird concept as well because it's digital like i play a lot of instruments but then physically uh, so then you you have this feeling right in your fingers and your you're doing this with your body kind of connected in that way if if everything is behind a computer screen it's very different that's why for me it's also a very complex um, thing to yeah. see somebody do this create these songs or create music on a computer so it's, it's a very different process well, you know, I think um, uh, uh, producing music on a computer and making it with turntables is... It's very different. Pretty yeah. different. Yeah. Um, I mean, the turntables, it's physical. You have something yeah. in your on your fingers, you got buttons to push, you got uh, sliders to slide, uh, you got to make sure that everything is in the right uh, timing. Because if it isn't and you switch over to the new song, and you're a bad DJ. And you're a bad DJ. <laughs> everyone, has, everyone has heard this happen at one point. At one point it's just, it, yeah. it, it happens. Yeah, I mean, yeah, but you have yeah, to practice is. as well, right? You have to start somewhere. So it'll happen with every song in the beginning. Uh, but yeah, keep practicing. No, but that's very true, Renz. And, and also if you talk about vinyl and the scratching, and everything, that is, I mean, Helena talked about it a little bit. That is something so complicated. Like if I see, yeah, look at videos on YouTube from people doing that or kids you know these kids that can do these things oh my god this girl she's like eight years old and one of my friends showed me videos of her she's like scratching away having fun in her like pink shirts with like a fancy hat on being all cute and i'm like oh how can you do this but that's also just practice and yeah try it out um we're gonna listen to a song that helena chose it's Bear Witness from Dr. Octagon, and she specifically chose this for the scratching. So let's focus on that, listen to this, uh, appreciate the skill of scratching and DJing and turntables and digital music and everything, because this is also an instrument, or these are also instruments that you can create music with. So uh, enjoy! Cause I never dug disco Bear witness 
You're still listening to Student Radio Maastricht here at RTV Maastricht 107.5 FM. That was Bear Witness from Dr. Octagon, Helena's song. We are talking about our instruments. I'm Katinka, your host for tonight here with my tech, Zaki. Hey. And our special guest, Renz. Hey, guys. We're going to talk about you a little bit. Um, yeah, I had one question written down. You spent all of the past song trying to find the correct answer. Pretty, pretty much. <laughs> so, yeah. uh, Renz, tell us, how many instruments do you play exactly? Well, it's it's going to be about 10 or 11 different so, uh, ones. No. Um, most of them are percussion instruments, so drums. Um but there's also guitar and um, I actually used to play piano a while ago. Um, so yeah, man, I mean, most of the instruments I play are percussion instruments um, and most of those percussion instruments are related to the samba. Um, yeah. I mean, I've been playing at the samba band, the same band for about 15 years now. So I started when I was 12. Um, and the instrument I'm gonna talk about most is the timba and the timba is the instrument I started with 15 years ago and I still play it with a lot of love and that's your favorite one it is out of all is. the other thousand instruments yeah. that you play because this samba this is uh, yeah we've had your dad on the show I mentioned it already earlier uh, in our samba show yep because you uh, play in a samba band, is that also something you rolled into because your parents were doing that, or did you just? Um, well, how, actually, how did it start? Um, a friend of my brother was in the samba band, and then my brother joined because he was always drumming. Um, and afterwards, my parents joined, and my younger brother joined, and I joined about two years later because I was like. 
Uh, I don't know. I don't think I like this. Everybody is doing it already. Exactly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, so yeah, then my 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 older brother he quit because he had uh, different things to do, and uh, I actually just got a chimba put pressed in, into my hands because um, I was too young to stay at home alone uh, oh, when the repetition was going on, so or rehearsal. Um, so I just got a instrument put in my hands, and the band leader just told me, "Hey, go stand there and play with us." Uh, yeah, that's how it started. And here you are, 12 years later. Yep, 15. I feel, like, I feel like that's honestly the best way to start, just joining a rehearsal and just like, okay, I'm gonna do this now, because then you're gonna actually get a feel for the music as opposed exactly. to just in yeah. these sterile lessons. But it is very much that. I remember my mom, because I'm from a very um, mu musical family. Um, um, musically, is that, is that how you say it? You can, uh, say, you can say musical music, family. Yeah, musical yeah. family. Uh, music oriented. The family, um, but yeah. So my mom told us when we were younger, it was very important for her that all the kids played an instrument, and she told us that it is a feeling that you have. So before you pick and choose an instrument, think about what do you want? Do you want to sit? Do you want to stand? Do you want to, you know, smack on something? Do you want to pull on something? Do you want to have an instrument closed? Do you want to breathe into it? It's all. It's, it's a very physical thing, and if you think about that, there's a certain connection that you have. And I know a lot of some people don't find their instrument, find it later, switch. You see people trying a lot of different instruments, but if you if you find yours, there's always this one, right? Where you're like, ooh, this is this is what I this is mine. <laughs> that yeah. feeling. So something yeah. you guys recognize? Oh yeah, definitely. I mean that's yeah. something with my brother, like growing up he played French horn. He wanted to play a trumpet at first, but then they had no trumpets and the way so he's until he got a French horn instead because no one really chooses French horn at first. And oh. so but it's then such that a beautiful up, instrument. It's a great instrument. Oh it's amazing. But then he ended up being really good at it and he was like Wow, this it, it really became him, and I think there is a sense where you can you where you gravitate towards a certain instrument, but I think there's also is a sense where you know you your instrument, regardless of whether you choose it, whether you you have to develop the relationship with it, and then it becomes almost a part of you. Like yeah. with my, myself and my viola, like when I came to the Netherlands, I literally brought my suitcase, my backpack, and my viola, yeah. and so like I know I don't I don't move anywhere without my viola, and it's like Emmer in Philadelphia because I would always be street performing. It was almost like extensive of assumption of myself people would be like like people would see me and they if they didn't if, I didn't, if they saw me and didn't see my viola they'd be like where is it <laughs> what's wrong what happened <laughs> exactly yeah is that something you recognize Renz? uh yeah yeah i mean at the moment i got that instrument put in my hands uh or actually hung around my shoulder um i just got a connection with it and um also because of the the guy i was standing next to he was really passionate about playing and not only just playing his instrument but um playing in the whole band like the 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 harmony inside the band and playing with each other um and then trying to uplift the music because um i think in the in the song uh, that i brought in you're gonna hear what a timba is like it's it's really colorful uh for people who pretty don't know what i'm talking about it's a it's like a djembe, so you play it with your hands. Um, only thing is, uh, a djembe is curved, and uh, a timba is just straight, like tapered a bit. And uh, the biggest difference is it has this plastic skin on top of it. 
instead of the animal skin. So it has a really different sound uh, compared to a djembe or uh, for that part a conga. Um, so yeah, you can you can really uplift any music with it. Yeah, so that's the type of... Do you play alone as well, or do you always play in a band or with other percussionists? Other um, percussionists well, I, I used to practice alone, uh, but those were the songs that we needed to rehearse, of course. Um, and I tried something to uh, to just integrate um, uh, the timba in uh, a little bit of country folkish music, oh. and it worked out quite well. Interesting. Uh, friends of mine who were uh, who were playing uh, with a country and folk band, they were, they were just putting people together to play together, and it was just one big jam session. And I actually came down with my timba and. I just played with them and the, the fun part is because it's so colorful, because it has a lot of sounds, um, you can integrate it in, in really a lot of music styles. All right, I can't wait to uh, to see you on your timba in the next uh, SRM open mic bar nights open oh, yeah. stage jam <laughs> session. Oh, yeah. I'm gonna get you there. Let's listen to your song runs that you chose. It's uh, Timba's Dudu Tucci. Yeah, it's kind from, uh, of how I pronounce this. Yeah, <laughs> it's uh, from Dudu Tucci. Uh, Dudu Tucci is a really, really great fellow. Um, he gave me uh, lessons in Brazil. I actually went to Brazil um, to get some instruction from him. Um, he's uh, living in Berlin right now. And um, I mean, if you Google Dudu Tucci, it's with two C's, Tucci, um, you'll you'll find him anyhow. He's, he's a great player and um, you'll hear in the song. All right, nice. let's, uh, let's check it out. Tim Bass from Dudu Tucci.
okay, that was lit. Um, the, well, the song was actually Timbas by Durutucci. Um, you listen to Student Radio Maastricht on RTB Maastricht 107.5 FM. This is Zaki, um, your tech for today. I'm also here with Katinka. Hello. And the Rents. Hi, guys. Yeah. So, Katinka. Yes. You play harp. I do. Yeah. Tell us about this because harp is one of those instruments that like I see and I I, I have so much respect for harp players because I see all those strings and I think you have to tune all of those things and I hate tuning my viola as mu- enough as it is. <laughs> tuning is the worst. Like it's, uh, nobody told me when I when I chose the harp as my instrument, nobody told me you have to tune forty two strings every time, <laughs> and when they break, it takes forever for them to be back in tune. Uh, but yeah, no, I play the harp. That is uh, that's what I do. That's my instrument. I started playing. When I was 10 or 11, so I've been playing for quite some time now. Uh, you can do the math on mm. your own if you want to. <laughs> uh, but yeah, and it was very... So I just told you about how my mom uh, told us that playing instruments like a feeling, what do you want to do? So you have to think about that. And she said that, and I played piano as well. My mom plays piano, so that's something I just did at home and then um, we got some classes through school I think for about a year and then, but I could figure that one out myself guitar as well I just started doing that one day my dad played guitar and I was like oh I'll, I'll give it a go and it's nice to you know play some songs um, but then one day and I think it was 10 or 11 I, I came home and there was probably like a year year and a half after my mom told us that and I was like so mom um, I thought about it and I decided I want to play the harp <laughs> <laughs> my mom's like, what? How did this conversation <laughs> Thought about go? what? Yeah, like, what, what the fuck are you talking about, child? It's like, yeah, you told me to think about the feeling and instruments. Um, yeah, so apparently I thought about it very well for like a year. And I came back. And then one of our neighbors, actually, we lived in this like, community in Randwijk. Um, what? Oh, Rand, you lived there as well yep. around that time. Uh, and my harp teacher, she, um, yeah, she also lived there. So my mom knew that there was... A harp teacher living around the corner so she went there she's like yeah my child came home with the idea of playing the harp i don't know what the fuck i have to do about that so uh, so she told her like bring her to my uh, my apartment i'll put her behind the harp we'll see if there's something there um yeah and i played there for like half an hour maybe tried it out um figure figured out um Father Jacob, Frere Jacques, or what's the... Frere Jacques, yes. Yeah, I figured that one out myself right there. And then my harp teacher's like, yeah, there is something there. Like, this, there's, there's, <laughs> this, this is, is, this is her instrument, yeah. Um, so I started taking classes. My mom was... Uh, I, I never got why it was a bit of a... Not really a struggle, but there was always, like, some discomfort there around me playing the harp, but that's because financially it is quite a big burden yeah like you have to have a van um yeah <laughs> you least. have to if you want to move it but that's a whole a whole other issue but also just a basic instrument like if you want to have a very small startup harp you're looking at three thousand euros and then you know the one that i had that because my mom told me like you're getting one and then you're on your own right mm-hmm. uh, so i saved up for years and all my birthdays i always ask money for a harp in the future and then i got like when i was 18 got like some money for my grandparents that they've been saving since birth and then with all the birthday monies and working for a while i could buy a harp because the one that i have yeah i mean Ooh. six six thousand euros is kind of what like a middle you have three different yeah. kind types of harps and then the big ones that you always see in the, you know at the concerts with the pedals yeah yeah so uh, so there's two kinds with pedals and then one is the concert harp you have everything so basically uh, the, all the same notes as you have would have on a piano 
Um, but those start like second hand. If you can find a second hand for 10,000 euros, you have a very good deal. So, oh, wow. Yeah. Unless it's like really old <laughs> and not that good. But if you want to have a proper harp, a new, you're looking at 45,000 euros for, uh, for a thing. So, so now I get why my mom panicked a little bit <laughs> when I was like, hey, mommy, I want to play the harp. Well, I mean, the price, that sounds different. Because I remember when I was learning viola, I was taking what lessons with this really good viola teacher in the Philadelphia Orchestra. And like, you told me about there was one person who makes viola who makes really really like professional level violas and he was like commissioned by the berlin philharmonic one year to make violas for the entire viola section that could that makes that good instruments and he sells them for ninety five hundred dollars which is a steal yeah um which like even like even which showed me thinking of a starting harp beginning at ten thousand yikes second hand <laughs> for that well, but i think Ooh. i got like the cheapest instrument hobby of you two or us three because <laughs> i mean the instruments i play start about 60 to 70 euros and the most expensive ones are about 300 to 350 euros yeah, same thing with like a guitar you can get a pretty proper guitar for 350 euros yeah but they're still going up and you can but get you a can guitar for two and a half or three thousand yeah. euros and you'll have a, a beautiful guitar Ooh. so what kind of music do you play on this harp because i think i hear harp and well, I think of classical music, I think of Joanna Newsom, which is yeah. like folk music. Yeah, so those are uh, basically the two things that people uh, associate harps with. I've always been a bit, maybe, you know, what, what should we call it, a peculiar child? Rebellious. <laughs> so yeah, mean. rebellious might be a better word for it. And so I was, I started becoming pretty alternative when I was quite young already. Um, uh, so I always thought it was very fun to sit behind a harp with all black clothes with skulls on it and pierced ears and later on tattoos and you know, all, all that jazz. So like Evanescence um, harp. Yeah, maybe. So I, I play a lot of things. I, I love classical music, but that's not why I started playing the harp. And it's also, you know, it's just the bigger thing. Claire de Lune is something I love to play on the harp. Uh, my life goal is to be able to play arabesque on the harp. Ooh, um, yes. Not there yet. Uh, I hope my teacher's not listening, but I need to practice more if I ever want to do that. Uh, but these are obviously like the, the big classical things that, you, that, that is, are wonderful, but I don't like, it's, it's so boring to play classical <laughs> music you know just there's so so much music there uh, but i love to play jazz i have a blues piece uh, i play pop on the harp uh, there's a lot of um what do i call it like Sp spanish but that's not the like flamenco music yeah or? that type of music uh, latin yes that was what i was okay. looking for <laughs> latin music so um yeah a lot of ethnic things i'm also in a group obviously we haven't been able to play together for almost a year and a half um because that's been a struggle like a harp ensemble yeah so nice. we are with six and normally we uh, we have at least two or three shows we play here um, in the in the library actually in Centre Ceramique every year. But obviously for the past two years we haven't been able to do that. Uh, but hopefully that will start up again. And so that's also something I love. And also with the group, there's like different types of uh, of music that we play. I love the modern pieces always because they're really creative. And there's different things that you can do with a harp as well. Uh, you can you can knock on the wood and put that in a piece. You can do different things with the strings. If you play them higher in the middle or lower, it, there's a different sound coming out. So uh, I love uh, yeah, to just play around with the instrument as well. Oh, this is amazing. Yeah. Have you ever amplified your harp? 
I, uh, yeah, I have. I actually have a, a device for that, which is two small mics that you put inside of the harp, and then you can connect them to uh, with the jack to any speaker, basically. Oh, nice. Uh, it, however, it is pretty difficult to do that properly because uh, you get <laughs> a lot of feedback. You have that problem yeah. with the guitars already. A harp is basically one big... Yeah. Um, how do you say that? Um, uh Resonator. Yeah, basically. Yeah. So somebody told me that it helps to put foil uh, over the holes in the back. So there's holes in the back of a harp mm -hmm. um, where the sound can come out. So I've tried different things. I never really figured it out. So basically outside it works. Inside, even for instance, in my parents' living room, it's pretty big because uh, it's a whole downstairs floor. But still, I got so much feedback. So <laughs> it's always been very <laughs> difficult. But maybe, uh, yeah, maybe I should give it a go again. I don't have my harps at home with me right now. Rip. Yeah, which is a bit sad, but there's not enough space because they are very big. So they are at my parents' place. Um, but yeah, maybe someday. Yeah. In a few years when I'm super rich. I guess I guess I guess they're I guess they're kind of like pianos in a sense that they like end up yeah. being furniture that people look at and they're like, Oh, this is such this is so pretty now. I had somebody once who walked into my apartment and then hung up his jacket on my harp. I'm like, dude, what? did you, did, did you <laughs> can you please not? Like this is gonna cost you. <laughs> I, I would I would have I would have I would have had to fight on yeah, principle. Definitely. Oh my god. But yeah, anyways, let's uh, let's go to the song that I chose. Yes, what um, song did you choose? Fairy Tale Omnia. So this is a bit more the folk music that you talked about. About. I've seen this band. I love them uh, so much. They, they are also very alternative. A lot of different, uh, more forgotten instruments that they play. Uh, and um, so the guy that you'll hear, uh, they, they have like old English poems and um, things like that that they turn into music. So she plays a harp. The guy uh, talks and sings over it. And it's beautiful. So <laughs> listen to it. This is one of many songs that they uh, created. And uh, I love what they do. Nice. So, fairy tale by Omnia. Enjoy.
chime that served to time the rhythm of our road, whose echoes live in memory yet, though envious years would say forget, whose echoes live in memory yet, though envious years would say forget. Come hearken then, ere voice of dread with bitter tidings laden shall summon to unwelcome bed the melancholy maiden. We are but older children, dear, who fret to find our bedtime near. We are but older children, dear, who fret to find our bedtime near. Fairytale by Omnia. Uh, you're listening to Student Radio Maastricht here at RTV Maastricht 107.5 FM. I'm Katinka, your host for tonight, here with my co-host and tech Zaki and our awesome guest Rance. Hello. Who just uh, during this song figured out there's another instrument that he plays. I forgot. So, yeah, you missed one, but that's what you get when you play a gazillion instruments. And so we're talking about our instruments. What what do we play? Why do we play it? How did we get into that? Um, yeah. And uh, we're going towards the end of the show. Uh, I do want to mention something to everybody that's listening that's maybe not playing an instrument. You know, start looking around if you want to, if you're interested. You're never too old. I hear people say that all the time. I'm too old now to learn something. You are never too old to learn an instrument. Never, ever. Exactly. And you don't always have to learn how to play at a professional level. It's just something that you enjoy. I think music making is part of the human experience. Yeah, because I, th- I thought, Saki, that you played the viola at the conservatory, so it was really weird for me to figure out that you actually did not. Yeah, I mean, I play viola sometimes. Like, I would play viola in the or- like if there was an orchestra project yeah. where someone needed a violist, I would join, or like things like this. But I don't study viola at the conservatory. Yeah. I'm not at that level. Yeah. But you don't necessarily have to be at that level in, in, no. in order to play an instrument. No, I also very much made that decision because here in Maastricht, he actually asked if I wanted to come play the harp at the conservatory. 
because uh, obviously there's not a lot of horror players. <laughs> oh my god! Uh, and uh, yeah, I did so all the exams. You have your A, B, C, D exam. So then also, the examinators are also teachers from the conservatory, and I was at that like end level from the music school, which is kind of well it's close to the beginning level at the conservatory mm-hmm. uh, but I never wanted that like my teacher asked me for years every year she was like are you sure you don't want to give it a go um, but this is my my thing right I don't want to play it professionally and I do play for money sometimes and there are some gigs here and there and then there's none for a year or you know but it's just something that you enjoy doing and yeah I think I assume rents for you that's the same with the with the band well you know we do we do uh, gigs and uh, we have like major festivals in uh, especially in Germany and in Luxembourg uh, there's the Luxembourg Marathon uh, that's actually been dubbed to the Samba Marathon because there's like um, I believe about 50 Samba bands playing along the line of the marathon <sighs> so it's cool. re- really cool um, and all the all the runners get a really good vibe from all the bands uh, and I mean playing in the band standing next to the line you get a really really good uh vibe from the runners as well um but i mean we get some money for the gigs we do especially the big festivals but they mostly just cover our tour costs so uh we, we need to rent the to bus be a professional right anybody could join no. your samba band not if they all. wanted to no 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 please come and join us because i mean you're never too old to learn and it's really really fun to play um, especially here in, in Maastricht, because uh, they're pretty much, they're, they're, they're pretty much 15 bands here in Maastricht alone. Samba bands, Samba, specifically Samba, Samba bands. bands specifically yeah. Samba bands. So, I mean, it, it's always around you. If you if you go uh, uh, have a look in Carnival here in Maastricht, you'll, you'll see a Samba band on every corner of every street. Yeah. If you can't see them, you'll hear them. <laughs> that is a hundred percent true. Yeah, and there's all it's they're all like a bit different. So also, if that summer would be something to be interested in, just go look around. You know, join yeah. join one or one or a few bands just for a rehearsal. See what you think, what the feeling is. I think yep. there's a lot of different styles as well there. there so every are. band, every summer band picks like di- a different style of summer, and there is something for everybody. And you know, I think we found our instruments. For me, the harp. I mean, <laughs> I could have talked about that for another hour, but I'll try not to. Physically with your viola as well. If you can just take it with you, be in the streets and enjoy the shit out of your day. That's all you need, right? And get twenty and and get and get like twenty dollars an hour for just playing for just doing something that you love. Yeah. Like like literally when I was street awesome. performing. <laughs> that's what I loved about street performing. Like I would go outside, play my viola, and if I didn't make twenty dollars in an hour, that means I wasn't doing some. That means I wasn't doing something right. Which just like I just loved it because it's just it's you're something that you love, and you're doing it all the time. Yeah and you're getting paid for it. It's amazing. It's the best. Win, win, win. Yeah. And you don't have to do that professionally because none of us do this on a professional level. Nope. Uh, but it's really about that passion, right? Not yet. Not yet. Well, <laughs> I mean, what's professional? If Some people say that that is if you can make money with it. Well, we all do that. I mean, uh, yeah. I, I think I, that's why I think about it. If, you, if, you, if you've made money doing playing your instrument, then you are a professional at, at some level. All right. So, yeah. I just promoted I'm a professional harp player oh now. God. There you go. All right, we have a cultural agenda because slowly and surely things are happening again. Uh, what do we have? Uh, well, let's start with our online, Saki. What do we have for our listeners? Uh, yeah, we just have podcast. Bella Bellissima just borrowed some equipment the other day. So we're going to have a new episode of Querying the Perspective coming up soon. 
Um, we also have um, Refugee Project. They have now three episodes on our SoundCloud, which oh, you can listen awesome. to their Refugee Radio. It's fascinating to listen to. Um, yeah. Um, and uh-huh. also, all of our shows are on our SoundCloud as yeah. well. Just go to our SoundCloud, Student Radio Maastricht. Yeah, you'll find everything there. Um, and then, yeah, the study buddies are uh, happening again. Obviously, it's the end of the academic year, but there's still some research, some last projects to finish up, maybe some theses that you have to struggle through. So uh, feel welcome every Monday, well, at least one week, maybe first week of July as well. But we'll update you on that in the next week. So Monday, it's at the Master Services in Karen Week at Hoogbrechtstraat 42 from 4 p.m. till 8 p.m. And on Tuesday, it's at the Master Services in Care in Statenquartier. That's Hoogfrankrijk 27, also 4 till 8 p.m. So feel free to join. And yeah, if you want a vaccine, go get it. Because I think all our slots opened up. There's been some things going on with the Janssen vaccine and yeah. people trying to call for that. But I, I tried to call for that uh, all Yeah, I called 40 times long. today, but it <laughs> didn't happen. But anyways, uh, go get your vaccine if you want one. If you don't, that is also fine. Be safe. This Saturday, all the regulations will be uh, out of the door. We'll live in a new normal without face masks. Huh. Oh my god. Weird. I cannot hmm. imagine. I'm still, I'm still, I'm still going to wear my my face mask when I go to a store, just because I enjoyed not having a cold this winter. Yeah, <laughs> and also do whatever makes you happy. Exactly. And that's our last yes. song, so we're going to end the show with whatever makes you happy from the Sugar Babes. It was wonderful talking about all your instruments. Thank you, Zaki. Thank you, Renz, for being here with me, and Thank Helena as well for sending yeah. us a, a voice record. Um, and that was it. We'll see you guys next week. Exactly. Take care. Hi. Crazy to be happy, cause it's doing it for me.